Welcome to Bible Believers Fellowship and the ministry of BBFOhio.com. I'm Pastor Greg, and I welcome you to our continuing study of the book of Amos as we look at the judgment of Moab, Judah, and Israel in Amos chapter 2, verses 1 through 16. The conclusion of this two-part study, along with many other free resources, as well as our contact and donation information, can be found at bbfohio.com. Now we begin a current events update and then our study in Amos chapter 2 verses 1 through 16 titled Judgment of Moab, Judah, and Israel. This is part 1 of 2. Current events update number 1. The alien invasion brainwashing continues in earnest. This is serious. This is not Babylon B. 4. Four hostile alien civilizations may lurk in the Milky Way, a new study suggests. Study? Four. That's from a website called Live Science, and folks were told, go with the science. Right? The good news, but Earth is 100 times more likely to be destroyed by an asteroid. So... And, you know, they're spending a lot of money on that junk. It's not just it's bad and silly and all that, but they spend a lot of money on this stuff. Uh, But it's a reminder that there is coming an alien invasion. When the rapture happens, it will be reported as an alien mass abduction. And there might be others who say, well, I think it's this or I think it's that. But I think the main story is going to be the alien mass abduction. Then the great angelic fall of Revelation 12 will be reported as an alien invasion. And we've got an audio study on Sermon Audio called uh, The Tribulation Alien Invasion. Tens of thousands of people watched it. Some people took it and put pictures and everything, put it on videos. It's out there on video as well. But uh, true story. But be careful. If you ever talk about aliens with people, make sure you uh, clarify what you believe about them because... Uh, we believe in aliens, but we believe they're fallen angels that are going to come to the planet and not from another planet itself. And uh, you just have to be clear with people so they don't... You know, there's a lot of people who say they believe the Bible, and then when you talk to them for a little while, you find out they believe that the Bible was given to us by an alien uh, civilization and all that kind of stuff. What is it called? Something of the Gods. What was the name of that? Uh, there's a book and a movie put out. Chariot of the Gods, yeah. And that that takes Ezekiel and all that and claims they're UFOs and aliens from another planet. But in Revelation 12, uh, verse 4 says, In his tail, talking about Satan, the dragon, drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. And we've asked this before. How many of you were told that that happened in the past? You read most commentaries coming from Protestants and mainline Baptists and others will teach that this is a reference to something that happened in the past. And it's uh, not. It's future. Then in verse 9 of Revelation 12, And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And that's future. That's going to take place during his battle with Michael. And the world, I believe, is ready. Uh, If you take out, you rapture all the... Christians out of here, 
Um, there are going to be a lot of people right now who might tell you they don't believe in this, but they'll freak out and they'll tell you they believe it after the rapture happens. Especially if they happen to be in a room when somebody disappears. So that'll change a lot of minds there too. And uh, we do not need to fear being brainwashed as long as we know and believe God's Word. Amen. That's really the point of all of our current events updates is there's, there's the story and then there's the rest of the story. And good day. Number two. Headlines warn of coming global famine. Uh, this is some headlines. I'm not going to get into the deeps of the stories, but this is from Wales Online, over there where I'm from. Famine caused by invasion could cause more deaths than war, says Minister. Uh, this is from uh, Fox Business. Emerging danger, how China's failure to feed its massive population poses a security threat to the U.S. I believe that's eventually what's going to bring them across the Euphrates into Israel. Kings of the East, Revelation. Yeah. Russia war will have shattering effect on food shortages in Africa. You're going to see governments fall. 320 million people globally will be affected by the food crisis as a result of Russia's invasion of the Ukraine. Don't let them fool you. It's not just Ukraine. Uh, this is by design. Before the war with Russia and Ukraine, we were already having food shortages because of the so-called supply chain issues, which was brought on by the governments that are now crying about Russia and Ukraine. Yep. The stage is being set. Matthew 24, 7, Jesus talks about right before he returns, those seven years called the time of great tribulation. For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be what? Pestilence. And pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. Now, uh, people will say, well, that's not talking about the rapture. Here's the point. When you see the signs of the second coming being set up, you know the rapture's near. Yeah. I was telling by. Uh, when you go into a store and you see Christmas decorations going up, you know Thanksgiving is getting close. <laughs> These days, you know Labor Day is getting close. <laughs> but the point is, is you don't. We yes, these signs are about the second coming. There are no signs necessary or required for the rapture. But then you got these guys who go out and write whole books about how people like me are heretics because we point to the signs of the second coming and say it has something to do with the rapture. And it does have something to do with the rapture because the rapture is going to happen a little over seven years before the second coming. So you're going to, just common sense, folks, you're going to see some of these things being set up as we approach the time when the, the uh, Great Tribulation and the second coming is going to take place. And finally, number three, June is now dedicated to the disgusting sins of Sodom, which happens to be another sign of the second coming. So the more you see Sodom and Gomorrah around you getting ready for that time when Jesus said he'll return and it'll be as it was in the days of Lot. Where did Lot live? Sodom. What did God destroy? Sodom. Well, as you see things getting set up for that, you know that rapture's got to be getting close. Amen. So June, which used to be the month of brides and weddings, a man and a woman brides and weddings, not two brides. It's been stolen and hijacked, just like the rainbow has been hijacked from, used to mean God's promise not to destroy the world with 
water. They always left out the part that he promised next time would be by fire. But uh, he promised not to destroy the earth by water, and that's what the rainbow is for. And then the Sodomites have stolen it. The good thing is, is they messed up, and they didn't use all seven colors. There's only six, which is the number of the beast. Six, number of man. And so, uh, yeah, they messed that up. This is what the Bible says, and they will only quote the first verse. Satan uses the Bible. You know that? How many of you know that? Yeah. And he usually, usually, usually quotes only half of the text, and in this case he'll vote the, uh, quote the first verse and not the second. The first verse says, Behold, this was the iniquity. This is Ezekiel 16, verses 49 and, 40, uh, I'm sorry, 49 and 50. Behold, this was the iniquity of thy sister Sodom. Pride. Fullness of bread and abundance of idleness, sounds like America, was in her and in her daughters. Neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and the needy. And they'll stop there and say, see, God didn't destroy Sodom because of uh, same-sex relationships. It's because they were stingy and greedy. They were inhospitable. That's what they'll say. Well, no, you get that out of this if you don't quote the next verse. The next verse, which is continued, they're interrupting God, he's not done yet. God continues and says, and they were haughty and committed abomination before me. That's their sexual sin. Therefore I took them away as I saw good. So the sodomites have a real problem with the Bible just like the devil does. They only like the parts they like and they don't want you to quote all of it. And the sodomite enablers found in Romans 1.32, they not only, uh, uh, they has, uh, what's the, uh, they have pleasure in them that do those things. Right. Those are the allies. Yep. People who call themselves allies to the sodomite movement. 30 yeah, Romans 1.32. No. The only good pride flag is one that is Burning. And uh, I just have to say this because some of y'all are crazy. You only burn it if you own it. Don't go burn your neighbor's flag if they if that's a crime and you'll go to jail. And I'm, I'm not I'm not saying you should burn other people's flags. Amen. But if you want to, you know, if you find one in a thrift store for a buck, or uh, you know, I wouldn't go buy one new. You're just funding them then. Or you can make your own. And then burn it. Have fun. <laughs> In related news, monkeypox is spreading among gay men worldwide. You live under a cave. In a cave under a rock. Monkeypox for the last two weeks has been what all the news media and internet sites have been screaming about. That's They're trying to stir up everybody and uh, scare them to death. But uh, here's how they play the game. Monkeypox is not a gay man's disease, and to say so is just to push false narratives and uh, homophobia, etc. That's how. Remember, that's what they did with HIV and AIDS. Listen, anybody can get HIV. Yeah. I mean, you all you have to do is have sex with somebody who has been having sex with somebody else, and somewhere along the line, any one person in that group had AIDS then everybody else from that point down is exposed to HIV. Yep. And it could be heterosexuals. 
you know, a big bunch of these people are just sex perverts. They don't have sex with anything that moves. They're bisexual and pansexual and trisexual. I mean, they'll try anything. And so they will get the diseases from the lifestyle of the gay and famous, and then they'll come and spread it in the other areas of the society. Same thing's true with monkeypox. Uh, anybody can get monkeypox if you have close contact, and that's why I always tell everybody, you know, keep your distance, try not to say it, don't spray it, you know, and all that kind of thing, because uh, that's how it's spread, by uh, water or liquid, you know, aerosol from coming out of your mouth, the droplets, they call it. But uh, it's still a fact that I believe AIDS began with uh, bestiality and then went into the gay community, and then because some of those gay men did intravenous drugs and others of them were bisexual, then it spread outside of the homosexual community. Same thing's true with monkeypox. The first two cases in America were gay men having sex, men with men. And now if it spreads outside of that, it'll be because, uh, you know, they have now brought it into this country and sprayed it. And I'm, I, I can't say 100% sure, but the reports I saw... Uh, said that there was some kind of a, over in uh, Europe somewhere, there was a big party, a big gay men's orgy. Oh, and then they all went home and have taken monkeypox to all these different countries now. And so, uh, anyone can get, as I said, HIV and monkeypox, but when you engage in filthy, perverted sodomite sex, you massively increase your odds. I remember Ryan White, the young man who got AIDS back in, what was that, the early 90s or late 80s? Sometime back then. And a uh, poor kid, and he died, and uh, he wasn't homosexual. Um, he got it because uh, the homosexual political lobby kept um, the American uh, Red Cross from protecting us because uh, the gay men didn't want people to know that the HIV was basically they called it grids originally gay related infectious disease or immuno disease syndrome grids gay g for gay yep. and uh, they didn't want people to know that and they didn't want people to know where it actually was coming from so they weren't allowed to ask questions they do it they didn't test the blood and so they killed people in order to please the sodomites yeah the gays donated the blood and it got into the heterosexual community and killed all kinds of kids and innocent you know, men and women. And uh, that's, uh, you, you, you have COVID as they call it. Everybody and their uncle was allowed to ask you if you had it, if you got the shot, you know, all this. Go up to a gay man and say, do you have AIDS? Do you have he uh, hepatitis? Uh, do you have any of the other uh, STDs that are related? And uh, in some places, you could be fined for that. If you're a doctor, you could lose your license. Your doctor can ask you, the heterosexual, anything they want. But there's so, the homosexual lobby has so much money, power, that they're inflicting uh, society with their sickness. Okay. All right. We're in Amos 2, all 16 verses, but we're going to read them all at once. We're going to start off with a couple verses. Amos ends his prophecies here in chapter 2. This is 
the continuation of what we studied last week in Amos 1 and uh, the nations encompassing uh, Israel on the map. I don't have the right map up, I don't think. I'd show you that. I'll get it out in a minute. But they encompass Israel, which is the northern kingdom, and Judah, the southern kingdom. And here's a map, if you can see that from where you're at. You can see where um, Amos is going to turn his fire on Moab. And there's the kingdom of Moab in the purple there in the map to the left. On the right, you can kind of match it up and see that's a modern map. So it, it would be in modern-day Jordan is where the land is, where the kingdom of Moab. And we're going to see the capital city of Kiriath also mentioned. So let's read. We're going to read all uh, the odd. You read the odd with me, beginning in verse 1 through 3. Thus saith the Lord, for three transgressions of Moab and for four, I will not turn away the punishment thereof, because he burned the bones of the king of Edom into lime. But I will send a fire upon Moab, and it shall devour the palaces of Kiriath. And Moab shall die with tumult, with shouting, and with the sound of the trumpet. And I will cut off the judge from the midst thereof, and will slay all the princes thereof with him, saith the Lord. Amen? So some famous Moabites, Lot, he's the father of the Moabites. Genesis 19 tells the ugly story. King Balak, remember Balaam and Balaam's ass that talked? It's the first Democrat. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. King Balak, yes, he was above average in intellect compared with. And then there's King Eglon, is an important name to remember. How many of you remember Ruth? She's the most famous of all. She's the great plus 27th grandmother of Jesus. Sometime you want to sit and say great 27, 28 times total grandmother of Jesus. And she's a very important lady. So there in verse 1, Thus saith the Lord for three transgressions of Moab and for four. We talked about that phrase in the first study, I believe. Or I believe it's the first study we talked about it. Just It's not a number of counting, but it means uh, there's just we could, we could number them. But the song says, count your many blessings. We could count the many transgressions. It says, I will not turn away the punishment thereof because he burned the bones of the king of Edom in the line. So as with Assyria and Babylon, God did not approve of the vicious, over-the-top abuses of Moab's defeat of Edom. And he makes reference to the fact he took the king and it says, burned the bones of the king of Edom into lime. I heard a guy, I mean, you hear this stuff all the time, trying to tell you the King James Bible's not a real good translation. Here's an unfortunate translation. What it ought to say is that he burned his bones and then put them in lime. That's not what it's saying. It, burned, it means that uh, he burned, he took, they took the bones of the man, the body, the corpse of this king, and then burned him, burned his remains because they were so filled with just a vicious hatred um, for uh, Edom. Now, you say, Edom, why does God care? Well, God cares. Amen. <laughs> God cares for all the nations and as far as the people of the nations. Amen. Now, the nations are less than a drop in a bucket as we quoted in our day, but 
But the people of the nations, God cares. You know what the Bible says? I apologize to our Calvinist friends out there, but the Bible says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That includes the Edomites. God uh, wanted the Gentile nations to worship Him but they didn't, and uh, he so he sent his wrath um, by the uh, king of Moab. But then he just went crazy on him, basically. So verse two says, "But I will send a fire upon Moab, and it shall devour the palaces of Kiriath, and Moab shall die with tumult, with shouting, with the sound of the trumpet." When it says, like it says right there, that you'll send a fire upon them, I haven't been there, but I've talked to people who have been. And I've seen pictures. <laughs> and you go to these places and you'll find the remains. You'll, you'll see the soot and ashes and scorched rock. Whenever God says He's going to send a fire on somebody, in this case, Babylon came down and just destroyed the area and uh, burned everything. Assyria would do the same thing. And, uh, and not in reverse order. And this city Kiriath here, there's one in, in Israel. It's not the same. There's a different Kiriath. Uh, it's in modern Jordan and not in Israel. It's east of the Dead Sea. Um, if you look, if you can see this map, that little blue uh, area in the middle is the Dead Sea or the Salt Sea, some people call it. And off to the right there, you see Bandaba. Medabe is how you have it marked. Medabe. Medabe. Um, but I heard it pronounced as Madaba, so I, I like Madaba because it sounds more like something on Fred Flintstone. <laughs> but uh, right south of that is where ancient Kerioth was, and it was a great city. But you won't find it today. Kerioth was a capital city of Moab and the center of Chemosh, center of child sacrifice worship. And they would offer child, uh, the babies the firstborn. And they would heat up the arms of the idol and toss the baby on the arms and burn it alive, which is not much different than what an abortion does to a baby, by the way. They inject saline, some kind of saline solution into the womb and it basically burns the baby with chemicals. And so when you, if you ever watch the silent scream, it's available on Rumble. Uh, you watch it for free. And it shows an ultrasound. It shows that baby fighting and kicking. And you can see the baby actually screaming. But it's silent because it's still in the womb. That's why they call it silent scream. So I just say that because we read about these ancient people and how wicked they were. They haven't got anything up on a modern American. And by the way, they have rock concerts to drown out the screams of the baby. That's uh, That's how they deal with the screaming of the baby. Amos 2, 3 then says, And I will cut off the judge from the midst thereof, and will slay all the princes thereof with him, saith the Lord. Uh, the elite will not survive as they had uh, so many other past wars. They'd had other wars, and the elites survived. That's how most wars have turned out. Uh, most wars are a poor, poor man's war to fight and a rich man's war to gain from. You ever get a chance to read the writings of the most decorated American 
military man of after World War One, General Smedley Butler. He wrote a book called War is a Racket. He was the most decorated soldier in American history up to his day. That includes all those guys that you heard about in the uh, Civil War, the Revolutionary War, all those wars. This guy was more decorated than any of them, and he went around the country after World War I telling everybody the truth that war is a racket. And I'm not sure outside of the Revolutionary War, I'm not sure there's a war that America should have been involved with. World War II, I'm glad that America played the part it did in helping to stop the Nazi uh, Holocaust and, and what they were doing over there. But if you read the history, you'll find out that people like Henry Ford and the uh, men in charge of IBM and other uh, American capitalists, just like the communists who are capitalists today, they were Nazis back then. Yeah. And they built Hitler's war machine for him. Yeah. Why? Because it was an investment. Anti-Semitic, which is against the Jews, but they were also after the Bucks. Because of the war, they made a lot of money. But you got to spend money to make money. So what did they do in Afghanistan? How many billions of dollars of military equipment did they put over there and then give them? What are they doing in Ukraine? They just sent $40 billion over there. Why? Because they've got their tentacles over there. So even though we see Afghanistan and we see Ukraine getting all this money and all this military equipment and everything, but they are making money as well. One of them's named Joe Biden, by the way. Crook. Scripture with Scripture. Look at Ezekiel 25, 6 through 11.